Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, one and all. Welcome back to the Rule the Roost Extra Thursday update. Plenty to talk about because the Champions League draw has just been and gone. Um, I don't know if you listened or not. I'm not going to take it personally if you didn't. I tried out one of those Twitter space things. Um, basically, I, I spoke to Spooky and Flav for about an hour while the while the draw was going on. Seemed uh, seemed quite interesting. Uh, it's a bit of a weird thing though. You have to do it through your phone. You can't use a desktop, so nobody could use like a nice microphone or anything like that. You're just talking through a phone, which seems a bit weird from Twitter. Bit potatoey, but um, enough about that. Yeah, you, I mean, you can listen to this on the my Twitter at the trunk um, feed. You can listen to it, the the calls recorded and everything like that. So, if that's of any interest to you, um, yeah, you can can see if we can do some more. But the draw, um, pretty interesting one for Tottenham. An interesting draw. You would probably say one of the more favourable uh, groups. Frankfurt, Lisbon, Marseille, or Sporting, isn't it? I think you're supposed to say Sporting. I want to square this one off now. Sporting, Lisbon, right? It. I understand, right? Okay, if if they if they would rather be called Sporting Club de Portugal, great. But if you do call them Sporting Lisbon, I'm sorry, it's not racism. It's not hate speech. To call them Sporting Lisbon, as uh, I, I have seen an increasing, increasingly, should we say? I don't know. I, I just think the narrative is is turning towards it being something problematic to call them Sporting Lisbon. Um, you know, I just whatever call them, call them what you know. But we have Sporting. Maybe I'll call them Sporting. No, I'm going <laughs> to. I'll call them Sporting. There you go. Frankfurt, though. Europa League winners, great, good on them. Stop West Ham from winning Europa League that I was absolutely convinced that they were going to. Were apparently a bit of a German Spurs. I've I've heard that not just because they play in in white that they're a club that I think there's something. I think there's an absolutely mad story. I think I, I heard on their when they run to the final. It might have been during the final commentary where they were going to win the league for the first time in. 30 40 years or something like that all that they needed on the final day of the season was a draw to the bottom placed already relegated side in the Bundesliga <laughs> and they lost correct me if I'm wrong this might not be the the correct story but it just sounded so incredibly top like the thought of that just spelling out that scenario actually sends waves of anxiety through my body like that just because you can so imagine Tottenham doing it. How, how clear? Let's. What are the fixtures? Who have we got final day of the season? Tottenham. Tottenham fixtures. Somebody might say I should know this, but I, I don't. I don't know. Maybe. I'd, okay. Leeds United final day of the season. 
Brentford. But, oh, it's quite a, quite a nice little kind of run to the end. I mean, he's probably a bit nasty. Newcastle away, Man United at home, Liverpool away. We always seem to have Liverpool away around that time of the season. Palace at home, Villa away, Brentford at home, Leeds away. Final game of the season. I mean, Leeds actually look all right under Jesse Marsh in this. But for this nightmare scenario, let's just imagine Leeds are already relegated, which is is, is a, po- a possibility. You could see Leeds potentially going down. Um, Tottenham, top of the league, just needing a draw to win. Arsenal in second. No, no, I'm not adding Arsenal into this. Manchester City in second place. Spurs just need a draw to win the Premier League. And we lose to an already relegated Leeds on the final day of the season. What, I don't, why am I manifesting this? This happened to Frankfurt, apparently. I might have just completely made this up. But I'm pretty sure I heard that somewhere from some guy. Source, trust me, bro. Um, but the thing, you know, I, I thought about Frankfurt when I was watching them in the Europa League. This is what I wanted to get to. I don't think they were that good. I thought the I thought the Europa League final was appalling. Um and I thought really West Ham kind of bottled it more than anything against them. I just I'm, I don't buy it. I don't think they're great. Um I think Spurs should turn them out. I know there's all this clamoring for the Europa League for the Bundesliga and they've got Kostic and all this sort of shit, but come on man. Like yeah, I know. I know we got turned over by Bayern Munich, but that was a pretty tumultuous time. We didn't actually get turned over in Munich by them. Um, how many times do we have to do Dortmund down the years now for people to finally kind of recognise that Tottenham competing in the Premier League, finishing fourth in the Premier League, playing against the sort of quality we do week in week out. A team like Frankfurt, we should just be turning over. I'm sorry, they're just they're not they're not a top side. Yes, they won the Europa League. Okay, kudos to them, fair play. But Birmingham City won the League Cup once. Swansea City won the League Cup. I think they did, didn't they? Didn't they? Wolves got to the final of the Europa League, and they were a good. To be fair, Wolves are a good side. Um, I'm going to get onto that. But and that Nuno's Wolves side were pretty decent, but they were still a bit of a Martin Yells Tottenham. Um, so, you know, <clears throat> thing is, sorry, it might really be horrible for people when I drink when I'm doing this, but normally when I'm doing the podcast with somebody else, I can take a cheeky sip of water uh, while they're talking, put myself on mute, but because you just stuck with me for these ones, I don't get to do that. I haven't got the luxury of doing that, so you get to hear my horrible, and the thing, do you know, I'm projecting this because I detest that, I, I, I absolutely detest sort of lip smacking noises, the sound of eating, the sound of drinking, chewing, coughing, anything like that. Um what do you call it? Misnoma what is it? Not misnoma. <laughs> uh misphonia, misphoma, something like that. The thing where you just get agitated by sounds. Um and that's why I found working from home now sublime i've always found it hard working in the office always 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 found it hard working in the office because of the noises i get so distracted like i find it when i'm i don't know if anybody else has this but when i'm when i'm working i like it i like to have my, my music on or for it to be quiet or even something weird like white noise sometimes play if i find it really hard to concentrate once i start working i'm great but if somebody stops me if somebody just would just say oh jack can you 
and take my attention away from this for a project that's in the pipeline or anything like that, or even if it's just, do you want a cup of coffee? I find it really hard to get back into work. And then it's alt-tabbing and looking at Twitter usually. Um, but yeah, I, I I really struggle with that. Um, so if anybody actually has any tips for, for dealing with that sort of thing, um, that would be grand. Um, but where the fuck was I? What was I talking about? Um, Tottenham, are we're a seasoned European outfit now. We've been to a Champions League final. We are one of the better teams in this competition. Teams like Frankfurt are fearing us. They're looking forward to playing us, playing at our nice big stadium, all that sort of thing. Um, but we shouldn't be afraid of them. Um, Lisbon, Sporting Lisbon, Sporting Club de Portugal, whatever you want to call them. I'm absolutely pumped about that one. Um, I've I've only ever been to Portugal once in my life, but I've I've wanted to go more and more as I've gotten older. Um, I've had quite a few mates go over there. Absolutely love it, and I usually do a couple of European away days every year. I've done Germany a few times. I've done Dortmund, done Leipzig, um, did Juventus. What else have I done? I swear I've done others than that. Oh, Ajax, did Ajax, but I wasn't in the ground. I was just in damn square. Um, so yeah, I, I'm, I, me and the missus will be absolutely buzzing about going to Lisbon, be doing that. Um, so if, if down the line you actually do have any spare tickets, anybody, I'll happily take them off your hands. If not, I will probably still go to the city anyway and enjoy the ambience. It's always good fun um, to travel away with Tottenham and I want to go to Lisbon. Um I'm sure they are a decent side. They've got Marcus Edwards as well now. Um, so it's nice that we've got a former Tottenham player there with a score to settle. Um, I've just seen them link with Ronaldo, actually, just before I started recording this, which I guess, you know, you can understand that. Another, another homecoming for him. Um, he wants Champions League football. I just I don't really see. I mean, unless Ten Hag really just thinks he's a divisive kind of influence in the dressing room poisonous maybe they'll just want him out of there but I can't see can you see Lisbon paying his wages he must be on a good three four hundred thousand pound a week at Manchester United maybe they'll split maybe not I don't know not my concern um the only concern is whether or not Ronaldo ends up playing for Lisbon because he loves a goal against Tottenham he loves goals plural against Tottenham so Ideally, he won't be playing for them because um, we will be contending with Marcus Edwards already, who I think doesn't actually start week in, week out for them. He's still kind of coming off the bench, but amazing for the lad, right? You know, I can't, I can't even remember what the name of the other Portuguese team he was playing for, but I think he was tearing it up there. To get him, to get moved to Sporting is pretty massive. Um, so it's good to see that he's doing well. Um, loving life. I mean, it's so, so random, really, isn't it, seeing a kind of an English player playing out in Portugal of all places, really. Um, but it is, it is interesting seeing more and more young English talent go abroad now because it, 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 it was barely ever a thing, was it? I think back in antiquity, you had like Ian Rush, David Platt. Um, who else do we have? I think Jimmy Greaves, actually, didn't he? Jimmy Greaves went out to AC Milan, but I don't think he did very well out there. <laughs> I think there's a funny old quote from Jimmy Greaves saying he, he didn't like Milan because he couldn't get hammock and chips or something like that. Um that might be just an urban legend or something like that, but I think that's a thing. That's quite a funny one. Uh, Marseille, 
apparently, right, right, um, apparently Marseille, according to stats.football.co.uk forward slash head to head, um, Tottenham Hotspur have never played Marseille in a competitive fixture. Our head to head is 0%, nothing. I said 0% because I was looking at a percent mark on there, but it was talking about Tottenham's win percentage. So, you know, it's just my head, my brain seeing things and me saying it out loud. But, you know, it's quite difficult doing this, this uh, this Salaman thing. But I'm just, you know, well, it's not like it's of any high qualities. I'm not fishing for compliments here. I'm just waffling. But it helps, helps, keep, it helps keep my mind switched on, you know. Um, focus on other stuff that I'm doing, so... It's quite good. I quite enjoy it. And if you like it, you know, people seem to be listening. So glad you're enjoying it. Um, if you are, well, it doesn't just because you listen doesn't mean you're enjoying it, does it? There's plenty of things I listen to that I don't particularly enjoy. Um, most of the Beatles, you know, just put it on because that's what you do, isn't it? But yeah, not not that big on them. Um, be our first ever competitive game against them. I did a tweet. Let me just see if anyone's replied. Marseille, because I have a feeling that Marseille are quite aggro, because I really would quite like to go to Marseille, but I have a feeling that they're quite aggro and nasty, um, like stabby aggro, horrible. Um, da, da, da. So, uh, well, yeah, so somebody said that it seems to be some mixed reviews about as to whether or not Marseille are that nasty. I think it was Leon that we had over, um, and Leon that kind of like smashed up a load of you know, Spurs fans and colours when we went over there, which is just kind of lowest of the low, isn't it? Um, I think if, like, if the aggro lads want to go at it with each other, whatever, you know, let them sort of do it, well, within reason, go at each other. But if you're just doing it for people that are just there to enjoy football matches, you know, people with kids, or it doesn't even have to have kids with them, people just there to enjoy a day, like, come on. You can't, you can't be doing that. Um, but, oh, you know, Marseille, lovely. South of France might be quite nice, but I don't know if it's a bit, if it's a bit dodgy. Um, somebody sent in a reply to that, actually, that Frankfurt are really tasty, um, which is quite interesting. Um, I know they, I know there was, a, I think when they came over to play West Ham, I'd seen sort of videos of West Ham and whatever Frankfurt locks sort of kicking off with each other, but... I generally tend to sort of blame West Ham for that, so maybe that's just my Spurs bias there. Rivalry aside, though, rivalry aside, maybe Frankfurt are nasty as well. But look, all in all, this is group Tottenham Hotspur should be winning. Um, I know there's a lot of talk as to whether or not, you know, are any of these showpiece fixtures? I mean, I, I'd say all three of them are decent games, right? All three of them are good. Yeah, okay, then it's not, it's not European heritage, but we've we've experienced that over the past few years. You know, we have. We've played Barca. We've played Real. Um, AC Milan, Inter Milan. Some of the big boys. So, Juventus. Don't forget Juventus. Um, I'm sure there's played Bayern. There you go. There's another that we've played. Manchester City. Wow. European pedigree there. Um, so, we've, we've, we've played these big games. And, you know, you want to... You want to get to the business end, right? I'm, I'm not, I'm not, I don't celebrate, but I'm not disappointed that we haven't gotten a big team. I, the way I treat the Champions League is, I never sort of, I don't think anybody really, maybe Real Madrid or somebody, 
and that's just why they win it all the time. But you don't go into the Champions League thinking we're definitely going to... What's our plan to win the Champions League, really? I think maybe City need to do that, but they're sort of in their own heads about it now, aren't they? PSG, the similar... Champions League is just just a big it's a big, big carnival of football, isn't it? Like you just you sort of turn up and you just have to enjoy the ride. You have to enjoy seeing the the big ball in the halfway line, the big flag ball thing, the music playing, the evening kickoffs, just seeing some of the best players in the world against your kind of team. It's unbelievable. It's games that you know I always bang on about this. Always, always bang on about it, but. You know, once upon a time, never dreaming of Tottenham kind of doing anything other than maybe scraping into the UEFA Cup once in a while. Um, but the thought of us playing in the Champions League, all those sort of the huge kind of games that I used to watch as a kid, you know, seeing Manchester United against Bayern Munich in that final, Solskjaer has won it, all that type of stuff. Zidane's volley against Leverkusen. Knowing that Tottenham are in games like this now, um, it's just everything. And it's not, you know, the thing is, right, the the Premier League's only getting harder. We're seeing this and it's, it is that kind of well-made point now by pretty much every podcast, every media outlet. The Premier League, there aren't really any easy games in it now. Every team has bought so well um, and there's just so much money being spent. It's such a kind of, it's potluck whether or not you're going to finish in the top four um, to a degree, to to a certain degree. Um, especially when you're kind of at our level, when you're, if you think about it, if you think we're fighting for third or fourth place with Chelsea, Manchester United, Arsenal, Newcastle, really, let's be honest, maybe, maybe not quite this season, but it ain't going to be long. It, isn't going to be long at all. Newcastle are spending and spending and spending. Um, it's just like early Manchester City, you know. People sort of question their business. Well, they're not buying the big name. They're not buying Haaland. They're not buying... But yeah, but it doesn't matter. They're still spending so much money and they're going to continue to do that. They're not going to have to have any seasons where they balance the books. Well, like the likes of even Liverpool do. Like the likes of Tottenham have to do. Um I mean, Chelsea were supposed to be doing that, but they've seemingly given up on that. So, you know, they... Newcastle are going to be every single window spending 100 mil, right? We just need to get used to that. They are a, they're a proper team, right? How much longer, how many more times, how consistently we're going to see Tottenham in the Champions League is completely up for debate. So just cherish... Every single moment of it, every single second of it, it's, as Pochettino called it, it's a magical competition. It's the greatest football ever. It's just, it's there is just something so special about it. Um, like I say, when you hear that music and you see the opening montage and you think, fucking Tottenham Hotspur are here. We got to a final, you know, we got to the final of it. And we are, I've said it on the podcast before, one thing about this club is, one thing I fucking love about this club we should never forget is, yeah, we might not have the history of Liverpool, right? We might not have the history of Real Madrid, but we are still a club with European pedigree. We are. The, you know, the club lives and breathes European football. Weeknights under the lights at White Hart Lane. 
it's it's what it's all about it's it's making me almost well up a bit thinking about it but to me it's just it's the purest Tottenham experience it's everything that you could just want from your club and great you know it, it, don't don't get me wrong I'd do I'd love it I'd absolutely love it if Tottenham grind out the Premier League if we win it it's it's unbelievable it's a it's an experience that will stay with us all till the day that we die seeing Tottenham lift the Premier League but to me anyway there's a there's another level of just and it is that twee kind of shit that people talk about in football but there's just a certain magic to European competition and winning the Champions League seeing them kind of hold that up would be would be something else we're so close so close to it um but to sort of my original point is that you know we just got to enjoy it even if we don't win it it's unbelievable i'm not i don't subscribe to the thing that we can't be absolutely buzzing about Ajax still when we didn't win it in the end. Doesn't matter. It was the most unbelievable night of I would say ninety nine percent of Tottenham supporters' lives. Um, and there's more of that to come. You know, maybe maybe not as huge as the Ajax game was, but who knows? You know, you would have said that was unlikely before it happened. And sorry, I'm you know. Maybe some people like that. Some people like that ASMR shit. I don't know. Um, I'm not going to do an OnlyFans or anything about it, so don't worry. Um, but, you know, let's just enjoy it. Let's enjoy Tottenham in the Champions League. Let's get through the group stages because I think we should do this. I think we should get through these. It's, it's difficult games, I reckon. They are going to be difficult, but other than Frankfurt, fuck Frankfurt. Um, but there should be enough there. I, I have confidence in... in the belief that Conte is instilling into this club and into these players. Um, and if it means we win ugly, we win ugly. doesn't matter. Um, let's get on to the Wolves game. Talking about winning ugly. Um, Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. It does seem to be a real split on this. A lot of people really aren't that happy about it. Um, I'm still, you know, I, I like to do this because I like to kind of reflect over the course of the week, taking other people's opinions as well, see if it challenges my own Um question my own thinking, all that type of stuff. And I'm still happy with the way the Wolves game went, you know. Other years we've seen us kind of in, we came under that pressure in the first half. We've seen us lose that game. We've seen exactly that game. 
I think the year before Wolves went 2-0 up in about half hour, did they, I think, and just held on to it. Not today, Satan. You know, it's a different Tottenham. It's, it, it, we, we can keep throwing back to this seven points up on last season and it is relevant because it is a clear and tangible mark of progress. Um, I was listening to Cosmo. Cosmo, who was a guest on the last podcast, his, uh, his podcast, the N17 podcast, give it a listen. Brilliant podcast if you are... If you haven't done yet, um, the lads on there were talking about how everybody's kind of hyping up Arsenal at the moment, but they are two points up on where they were last season. So they've pretty much done exactly what they did last year. Um, but yeah, okay, they're two points up. One of one of those draws has been turned into a win, whereas that is seven points from zero for Tottenham. Um, it's a clear sign of progress. Not every single game you turn up and just smash the opposition. I've said it before, Liverpool, you know, we saw the biggest change in them when they went from a team that were swashbuckling and going into every single game kind of laissez-faire. That's, I mean, that's not the correct terminology, is it? I'm just going a bit Del Boy there. But they were going into, they were going into each game with, you know, I don't know. They weren't taking it as seriously. Not seriously. Get your fucking words out. What am I trying to say? They just they went into a game playing with verve. They were playing exciting football, you know, and they they grind out wins now, or at least they have done for the past couple of years. They've just gotten a bit boring. Um and maybe that's just what you need to do to to win games. Um I've one thing I wanted to say in the back of this, Danny Murphy saying Ben Tanker was our man in the match, which it really solidified to me that Danny Murphy obviously didn't watch our game. Um, I'm a big fan of Ben Tanker. I've said before, I think he has a kind of a, a calming presence to our team. He helps dictate the tempo. Um, I don't think he's quite metronomic, but I guess saying he dictates the tempo would indicate that he is metronomic. But, you know, for the for the instance of me not mugging myself off, I'm going to say they're slightly different. Um, they're not different at all, Jack, are they? But... He, uh, I don't think he had the best game. Um, and I, I do wonder, you know, one of my thoughts at the back of this is are other teams just now, they just, they know how to play against Conte. Um, are they going to target those those two in the middle? And as much as it is fun to kind of dig out Hoybier, um and it is kind of the, I don't know, I don't think it's a fashionable thing to do. I think it's really split down the middle. Um, and it was, I think it was Spooky that said it on the fighting cock that, you know, I don't think Hoybier is as good as people who like him make out, but he's probably not as bad as uh, the people that really don't like him make out either. Um, I just think he's, I sort of stand by what I said from pretty early on, is that I just think he's a good but very limited player. Um, but he plays with a lot of heart. He plays with a lot of passion. P-A-S-H-U-N. Um, and I thought he was really good against Wolves. And he was actually, do you know what? He was pinging quite a few decent passes about I I thought so to you know you've got to give him credit where it's due um but I would you know whether it's Benton Kerr drops out or or um Hoybier, I couldn't really say at this point and I think it maybe depends upon the game because we talk about this don't we as well like who drops out who comes in it's a squad game, isn't it? And again, this is trite, but we we need to hammer this into our heads. It's not just starting eleven. You have a squad of players. You have a complete squad of players, 
and you can kind of rotate between them. Um, I would like to see Basuma given a bit of game time now. Not really sure why Conte's kind of taking his time with him. Maybe he's not impressing as much in training. Maybe his fitness isn't quite there. Maybe he's not quite as kind of on kind of exact kind of time with what Conte wants from his team. But, you know, it's 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 almost it's, it's got to be soon that he comes into this team, right? It's got to be soon. Let's hope so, because I do think he's an absolutely quality footballer. Um, let's talk about Arsenal. I mean, I said that thing about them, two points. I do, you know, I saw him getting linked with Neto, and it's another decent option for them. But again, it sort of it all feels a bit kind of like they're just buying these kind of mid-range, decent players, which maybe that is good. You know, maybe it's, you know, the kind of the the total kind of sum total of their team is going to be better that way. Is is going to be better having players that all kind of fulfil a very certain you know specific purpose in what it is that Arteta wants them to do. Maybe they don't need superstars. Maybe they've been burned by Pepe. Um, I'm not really sure though that Neto is going to take them onto another level. But it is more squad. Uh, is more squad depth for them. And I think that's the biggest thing going against them at the moment because Gabriel Jesus, you can't deny it, has gone there and is doing a sort of barnstorming job at the moment. But is he going to maintain that level for an entire season? And if he drops out, who comes in? Eddie Nketiah, decent player, but, you know. Um, I just think, you know, Arsenal at the moment, they're getting overexcited. They're a good team. They're definitely improved on what they were, but... This idea that, you know, you saw Salah the other day say that Arsenal were the team that he was scared of. You know, he obviously didn't include Spurs in that. He's got a weird thing with Spurs, a weird thing with Harry Kane. Um, you know, I just I think there's a, there's, a, there's a weird thing with Salah in there, a competitive thing. I think he's a bit rattled by us. Um, but I just sort of feel it, you know, when I see kind of, I see the wider sort of footballing community, other people, I see quite a few Man United fans at the moment talk about, Arsenal being really good. Oh, oh, you know, credit to Arsenal. Yeah, they've done quite well. And I wonder if, again, that's a kind of a bit of a thing of Manchester United will maybe even find it easier to see, like, Arsenal, a team that's been there and done it. Oh, well, you know, Arsenal is our role. Maybe, maybe it makes them feel a bit better, thinking like, oh, you know, it's like the old days when it was us against Arsenal for the title, Wenger, Fergie years. But they don't seem to rate us. Nobody seems to. And I just think... A lot of teams are kind of they're they're. I can't tell if they are just trying to sort of down players because they really don't want to contemplate a world in which Tottenham Hotspur are actually a good side again. Like you know, maybe that's it. Maybe that's what they don't want, and they can't bear the thought of that. Like a lot of us all felt before Liverpool won the Premier League again. It's unbearable the thought of Liverpool doing it. Um, you can imagine that probably there probably is a lot of similar feelings towards Tottenham. Um, about I know I'm going to be I'm totally unbearable if Tottenham win the win the Premier League or win something significant, you know we we do it we do it we absolutely are and just to give some back to everybody else but so maybe maybe nobody wants to rate us on that on that side of things but I do just think everybody's getting a bit overexcited by Arsenal it's a team that's finished eighth eighth fifth um, I know Arteta has won them an FA Cup but whatever you know we don't need to go into that one again I'm just. I just think we're a better side. I do think we're a better side at the moment. Um, I think we're a better side than Chelsea. Um, 
from evidence so far this season, I think we're a better side than Liverpool. Um, they are missing quite a few of their first team, but isn't that all part of the problem? What we do we make excuses that because they haven't got adequate depth to come in and cover for those first team players that are missing? I know that it will mean that maybe later on in the season they'll be better again, but still, you know, why do why do we make excuses for this? You know, if if Spurs in the past have been missing Harry Kane, nobody's been shedding tears for us, have they? They've been saying, well, that's Tottenham's fault for having no backup for Harry Kane. Um, so, uh, you know, you know, I just, I'm not, I'm not that asked. I'm not that asked about Arsenal. I think Tottenham are, are still maintain, I still hold dear the fact, the hold dear, hold, I don't know. I'm holding on to the feeling that Tottenham are, uh, we're a proper team this year and we're going for something big. Um, Speaking of a faded force, we do have Nottingham Forest this weekend. Couldn't really tell you much about them. I watched their game against, was it Everton? Was that the lunchtime kickoff the other day? I think it was. I thought they were awful. I thought they looked really crap. Um, Such a boring game. Um, Didn't think anything of them, to be honest. I know that their their managers, um, I don't want to... Doing a disservice, but I can't remember his name. Steve, Steve, Steve Cooper, Steve Clark, or something. I can't remember his name. I don't care. Um, you know, they're a team with heritage. I, I want to, you know, my, I'll tell you, my second ever game at White Hart Lane was seeing us lose 1 0 to Nottingham Forest. And all the Forest fans sung on repeat for literally about kind of three to five minutes. Much like we used to do in Martin Yell's Blue Army, Martin Yell's Blue Army, they were just singing, Tottenham, we always beat Tottenham, we always beat Tottenham, we always beat Tottenham, Tottenham, we always beat Tottenham, we all, and yeah. Um, so that was kind of a shitty experience. I think it was, was it Pierre Van Hoydonk that scored for them? I don't know, I can't remember. Um, but yeah, they they beat us. But I don't think they're going to beat us this time. I think we're going to go up there, do the business. Uh, on Richarlison and Sonny, I still think keep Sonny in there. I know people talk about, I know I was talking earlier about it's not somebody dropping out, somebody replacing. I think the optics of that, I think the feeling that that will create for Sonny is not good. I don't want to drop him after he's had a couple of slow games because it, it would feel like a dropping. It wouldn't feel like exercising a squad rotation. It wouldn't feel like mixing it up a bit. It would feel like Sonny was being dropped. Um, and I think we owe him. I think we owe Sonny a bit of kind of just patience and a bit of time um, because we're still getting results. And this is maybe the sort of game where Sonny can turn up and just kind of, you know, fill his boots a bit because, you know, it's Sonny. It's Sonny at the end of the day. Think about all the times he's kind of gotten us out of, gotten us out of a tight spot. You've got, you got to stick by the lad. Um but other than that, yeah, I don't, I don't really know what more I can tell you. I, I one thing I did like about Nottingham Forest that I think about when I remember them is uh, Ryan Mason scored that thunder bastard against them. So yeah, maybe it's a fixture. It means something to him. He'll be on the bench, won't he? So he can, he can draw it across the line. I think that was, I want to say that was his first, like first his senior goal for Tottenham. Maybe I don't know. Maybe I've made that up. Um, but. That's pretty much all I've got to say about Nottingham Forest, and that's pretty much all I've got to say this evening. Um, so yeah, if you do like it, please again share, leave a review, leave a rating on your chosen podcast platform. Um, 
it does it all helps um i've also set up one of those um i'm not putting anything behind a paywall i'm not doing any paywall stuff but i have set up one of those buy me a coffee type websites which will be helpful because you know just saying i do enjoy this this is a hobby but at the same time i do like to kind of do it to a certain professional standard at least technically speaking so you know bought a microphone bought sound recording equipment be good just to have any money that you can spare you can kind of chuck my way um that i will put towards more things like making the recording software that i use a professional edition which means i can do more ambitious stuff have better quality audio i can put more money towards match tickets which isn't really your problem anyway but i'm just saying that's where all the money will go and i can do more of those like with the wolves game um the post match stuff but anyway no pressure it's fucking horrible times out there for everybody financially at the moment so if you can spare anything great there's a link in the bio on twitter um i'm not going to push it too hard but anything you can spare much appreciated um yeah much love everybody have a good weekend bye bye planning for your next trip elevate your travel style with quince quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway like european linen premium luggage options buttery soft italian leather bags and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands plus quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.